It's Two Brain Radio. Every week, we'll deliver top-shelf tactics to help you improve your fitness business and move you closer to wealth. And now, here's your host, the most interesting man in fitness, Chris Cooper. Jake Johnson and I have a lot in common. We met when Jake became a mentoring client through 321Go Project. And Jake was one of these executioner types who would take a concept figure out how to apply it to his own gym, and then just run with it. Some clients prefer different levels of help. Some need specific systems to follow point by point. And that's great, absolutely, especially just to get momentum in the beginning. But also like me, Jake is a real entrepreneur. And so we would discuss a concept, uh, talk about how he was going to apply his strategy, and then he would take that ball and run all the way to the end zone. Sometimes we would go a couple of weeks without talking, and next time Jake and I spoke, he'd have some amazing product that he was putting together. Teachers Week was one great example of that. You're going to hear all about that, how Jake got a group of teachers from Gettysburg into the gym, signed up, and he's still retaining a lot of them. A few weeks ago, I flew down to D.C. with my partner in Ignite Gym, Ty Belanger, and we were watching the Working Wounded Games. Out of the crowd comes this skinny, fast-talking Jake Johnson, and he had come up to talk to me about this new thing that he was doing. So after Teacher's Week, his success there, after some success with football programs, he decided to take the bull by the horns and create his own automation software. This is no small feat. Uh, It's very, very niche. Uh, There's no opportunity to expand this to the size of like a hatchback. But Jake doesn't want a CRM. He doesn't want to build an all-in-one solution. What he wants to build is the best solution for gyms. And I think he's done it. He's got this great product called Run Your Gym. And in it, our eighth day of our eight-day giveaway, Jake is going to give you guys a free automation with like 8,000 words that he's typed up. He's got sample Facebook ads, sample Instagram posts. He's got a full email automation sequence set up for you. He's even giving you the programming for something that he calls Couch to CrossFit. This was successful for Jake last year. He didn't even have an automation in process. Now that he's uncovered this gift of content writing, he's got all his strengths put together into this one package. We're giving it to you free. All you have to do is go to the website, runyourgym.com slash Cooper, and you'll be given this entire program. This thing will make you money. It will also save you a ton of time. So I hope you enjoy it. The links are in the show notes, but listen to the whole thing because there's a fantastic amount of insight here on uh, client recruitment, on retention, on avoiding the hard questions with people using software and taking care of stuff that software can take care of. Enjoy the show. Okay, Jake Johnson, welcome to Two Brain Radio. Hey, thanks, Chris. So uh, tell me a little bit about your background first, Jake. Like, What brought you to CrossFit in the first place, and how did CrossFit Gettysburg get started? So CrossFit, to me, uh, kind of started about 12 years ago. Um, I've uh, been a professional fireman for 10 years. Uh, I was in the Marine Corps before that, and I was always looking for that um, – that place to go and decompress and unwind. Uh, and, and I found CrossFit and CrossFit became that place for me to go, uh, establish a level of comfort. It kind of, uh, very quickly to me became the only place that I could focus on, uh, a single individual controllable element. And that was myself. Uh, I love going to the dark place and then kind of just living in the dark place because there, that's the only thing that, that matters. Um, and so it helped me a lot uh, in my transition from the Marine Corps 
just kind of getting out of the Marine Corps, not knowing which direction was up and, and uh, figuring things out. I was obviously, I was an infantryman in the Marine Corps, and I was in the Marine Corps at a very, um, a very high-profile time, uh, two deployments to Iraq. And uh, so I was looking for something, and I found CrossFit, and I instantly was hooked, and I fell in love with it. Uh, and then I became a fireman. And when I became a fireman, it became the way that I knew to best prepare for anything and, and everything. Um, as firemen, we're not given the luxury of knowing what we have to do on any given day. And so being a fireman, I wanted to be prepared for that. And I would never uh, want someone's life to be lost because I was uh, inadequately prepared for that, whether physically or mentally. So CrossFit was my physical and mental preparation for life after the Marine Corps and and life as a fireman. Okay, that's really cool. And then, you know, so what happens when you got out of the military? You know, what were the steps uh, between you getting out and opening up Gettysburg? So for me, it was a, a long road. I, I got out of the Marine Corps, didn't really know what I was going to do, ultimately decided I wanted to become a fireman. And then um, through years of being a fireman, continuously doing things that are just reactive. Um, you know, in the Marine Corps, my entire career was reactive. Um, people do things, we react to them. Uh, in the fire service, people do things, we react to them. And, and truthfully, it really comes down to, um, you know, I'd always talked about opening a gym. I had thought about doing it about seven or eight years ago. Um, and it just never really worked for me. I was a young fireman, wanted to work things out and, and be a good fireman. And so I pursued that career and then uh, ultimately got promoted to lieutenant. And I've been a lieutenant uh, now for three and a half years. Um, and it was on one night, one call. And I just remember um, we ran a call. It was three o'clock in the morning, tired, we're beat up from the day. And, uh, you know, we run to this patient that's having trouble breathing. And it's a, a female patient, significantly obese. And she was surrounded in two liter bottles of soda and, and packages of candy. And like in my mind, I just had so much anger and so much aggression that I was just like, I can't believe like people are enabling her to continue down this path. And the next day I went home, I talked to my wife and my wife was like, if you don't stop talking about opening a gym and just open one, then just let it die. And I was like, look, this is why I have to do it. I want to do it to be proactive. I want to do it because I know that the passion that I have for CrossFit and fitness in general is going to change people's lives. So CrossFit Gettysburg was born. <laughs> That's great, man. And you had a partner too. Yep. So I have, um, I have, a. I started the gym with, uh, Dan Sell from CrossFit Hanover. And, um, he obviously, um, I'm a fireman, so I work 24 hour shifts. And so him and I met over a cup of coffee one day and I wanted to open a gym in Gettysburg. He was looking to expand and we uh, came to terms and said, let's do this and let's make it a better environment for everybody. And um, we worked together for a couple of years and, and we built something really cool in CrossFit Gettysburg. Yeah, it's, it's definitely cool. And when you and I met, um, I mean, there are some process based questions and we won't get into those right now, but as always happens when we start getting to marketing, we start talking about specific strategies and how you're going to uh, develop those and implement them. And in your case, you were kind of a rock star at uh, some of those strategies in particular. And you know, the first one that comes to mind for me was Teachers Week, right? So tell us that whole story, Jake. Yeah, I can give you a little bit of background about Teachers Week and kind of how it has come to fruition on this, um, how to get things out to people. Um, I love being a fireman and I'm still going to be a fireman and I'm still going to run an affiliate, but that doesn't mean I want either area to lack in either development 
of the CrossFit gym or development of me as a firefighter. So it kind of creates some unique situations where I can't just fly by the seat of my pants. And so when I'm going to do something, I have to think it through from start to finish, identify what has to be done and get it done prior to implementing the program or prior to doing it, or it just ultimately becomes a huge cluster of a mix of this coach needs to follow up with this athlete and Jake, you need to call this person or um, Chris, who's um, my head coach. Hey, you need to call and follow up with this person. And so in one of our first conversations, you mentioned to me as we were talking about, um, I was looking for specific marketing strategies to get people into the gym and we came up with Teachers Week. Um, And I don't think the Teachers Week strategy was new or anything. It was just about how we were going to implement the program and then execute the program to ensure that the people that were coming to the gym from that would be even more excited about it. Um, And ultimately, I, I talk about communication a lot with my coaches that really in our world, I look at three versions of communication in the gym environment. Uh, email grabs about 60% of people that you're going to communicate with. Uh, face-to-face conversation grabs another 60%, but possibly a completely different 60%. Maybe there's some overlap there. Um, and then there's always, obviously, social media. So we look at, like, email communication, um, face-to-face communication, coach actually communicating with clients, and then social media. And I think if you cover all those domains really well, you're going to grab 60% of each market in each campaign. And some of those might be new people. Some of them are your current members. Um, but either way, you're going to grab those those people. And uh, so we built a program around the teachers and, and put it out there. Okay, man. So just to give our listeners more of a perspective on, you know, what the heck is Teachers Week? That was an idea that we were using um, beginning of June with with a lot of boxes where they said, okay, we we know we've got this audience of teachers. Um, These are people who are willing to learn, which is the kind of service that we're selling. Um, And they're off for the summer. How do we grab them? And so the idea originally was, well, let's let's thank them by giving them a free week of private classes just for teachers, bring them into the box. And of course, then the the first hurdle to jump is how do you get in touch with these people? Um, But you took it an extra step and and you communicated with these people every day. And so just kind of walk us through how you promoted it, uh, how you communicated while the programming was going on, how you followed up and what the net result was. Yeah. So the first thing that we did was um, I emailed, um, obviously, uh, we got coach engagement, got all my coaches involved. Hey, we need to communicate with our current teachers and ask them to bring any friends that they have to teachers to a free teachers week. Um, and with the free teachers week, we basically put out a post on social media, um, emailed all of our leads past or present members. Um, and then communicated with our members, what we were doing, what it was about, um, to try to get that engagement and try to get them into the gym. And we ended up having um, 12 teachers throughout the course of Teachers Week come into the gym, which is a a good feat to get 12 new athletes in a single week. Some of the things that I did immediately, um, and this was before I had a technology solution for any of this stuff, so I was manually doing it. I had everything pre-drafted. I had written emails that would thank them for registering for a free teacher's week. And so immediately what would happen is someone would see a Facebook post, talk to a friend, um, hear from a friend, um, see the email, and they would email saying, I'm interested in free teacher's week. Well, I had a drop file that had all the teacher's week's emails in there that would basically say, thank you so much for what you guys are doing. And it was a paragraph kind of explaining what teacher's week was about just to let them know immediately, hey, 
they're really serious about this and they really care about it. They're really passionate about the program and they want us to come in the gym. This is not some handout. It's not just, oh, free teacher's week for a new client. They genuinely care about thanking us. And, and truly I do because I have two kids that are in the school system. So it really is uh, something that we can easily give back to them after a hard year. <clears throat> so as soon as they registered, this is where the technology got a little bit dicey, and I wish there was a better technology solution at the time. Um, every time one of those free teachers came to a class, I had the coaches were instructed to text me if I wasn't in the gym, text me that they came to a class, and text me if it was their first session, second session, third session, fourth session, or fifth session. And throughout the course of the week, I had four emails that were based on them attending at least four times. The first one was kind of just that holy cow like CrossFit is a little bit intimidating and now you've realized that we can scale things and you should be excited about it and you should have met new people and you should have met new coaches and we should have relieved a little bit of that anxiety you know be proud of yourself you were open to change you walked into the door um, so the first email was based on um, just relating to them relating to that new athlete the first time that they walk into the gym and just relieving some of that pressure for them to then get them back in the next day. And when they came back in for that second session, it was a little bit of the same. The second session, I tried to do um, some kind of personal relationship with them. Um, it was still a generic email. I had written the email, but I had personally written the email. Um, and I do the gym's programming, and so I had done the workouts that they were doing. And so I wanted it to be clear to them that, yeah, you know what, as coaches and as the owner of the gym, um, I was at this point in this workout, I was feeling the exact same things that you were feeling uh, and, and try to relate to them on that level. Um, the third week uh, or the third email in the series was about communicating to them how they could continue or if there was any questions that they had or how are they feeling throughout the course of the week. And then that fourth email was basically, a, we love you guys. We've had a great time with you this week. We want you guys to continue. And so we're going to incentivize for that, that for you. And we're going to do a foundations promotion for you, um, two for one. So, uh, one person can pay for foundations. You can bring your spouse, you can bring your significant other. They do not have to be a teacher. We want you to bring someone that you think will benefit from foundations at CrossFit Gettysburg. And so that was the four emails over the course of a single week that got sent to them and the responses and the open rate. I mean, I had a hundred percent open rate after the first day on my emails. And so that's a, a feat in itself. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. A hundred percent, even with a, a small but focused group like that. Yeah. And I think uh, part of that is because they know I'm not, I wasn't trying to sell them anything. It was just a matter of just establishing a level of comfort and, and relieving some of those anxieties. There's a couple of things that we can do to eliminate some barriers for people in the gym. Um, and one of them is eliminating that anxiety and letting them know that, Hey, you're not alone in this. Like we all feel the same thing. Um, sometimes I think just because someone can do Fran in, in two minutes that they're an invincible human being, no, they're feeling the same pain and the same hurt as that person that's doing it in seven minutes. Okay, that's really cool, man. And so uh, take us through the end of the week. You know, what happened? What was the conversion rate? Yeah, and so the end of the week comes about, and um, from our couch across, or <laughs> sorry, I'm jumping ahead there, from our. <laughs> From Teachers Week, because we did Couchster CrossFit earlier in the year, um, from our Teachers Week, we had a phenomenal conversion rate. And so in that um, initial group that came through Foundations, we had 12 athletes that came through the gym. We had um, eight that ultimately decided to come to that Foundations course. And without having the statistics exactly in front of me, um, 
of those four that didn't come, some of them were one one time attendance. So they came to the week. They only came one time, and so you can't win them all. CrossFit is uh, for everybody, but not for everybody, and so we know that. And um, we do the best we can to cater to everyone and anyone. Um, but sometimes there's people that just really aren't into that group training environment. Um, and even though you reach out to them and offer personal training, they're looking for something else and that's fine. Um, so from that, we had eight conversions into our foundations program. And the really exciting part about that is that we still have five of those members today. Um, the three that we lost loved us. Um, but as school went back in session and summer was over, life got hectic and, uh, all of them, I have no doubts we'll train with us again in the summer, but the five is the big deal that we were able to retain five teachers from a single promotion that was a single week. Uh, and it was about eliminating anxiety about increasing their knowledge, increasing their awareness and making them feel comfortable with us. And I think that's ultimately what keeps people coming through the door. It's a nurturing environment in the initial stages of someone's membership. Let's go deeper into what nurturing means, Jake, because I know a lot of affiliates still believe that if I just run a free week or a free trial class, uh, people will find me and they'll already know that they want to do it and they'll just come in and sign up. You know, how important is context and like uh, telling people how CrossFit is going to solve their problem? Well, I think uh, I use in our gym, I use a, a model for. I call it our road to success and the road to success is a pretty simple strategy. Um, people, the client knows where they want to go, but they have no idea how to get there. And as a coach, uh, we know how to get them there, but if we don't know their destination, if we don't connect those dots, then we can't help them. And so I look at nurturing as one is that anxiety establishing that comfort level but ultimately it comes down to in that nurturing phase you're determining what the client needs and you're identifying it as a coach and then you're communicating it back to them and so now they know you know what they want to where they want to go they know that you have the map to get them there and then we explain the process look you don't get from point A to point B by driving a straight line sometimes you have to go around a mountain sometimes you have to go through a tunnel sometimes you have to get off and get gas Sometimes you have to do all of these things. All that matters is that you're continuing, continuously heading down the road and you're making that progress. Get off the exit ramp, cool. Get some gas, take a breather, get back on. The only thing we need to think about is constant progress to get to your ultimate des destination. Um, and that nurturing is, is the biggest part and the biggest component because if you never connect those dots, then the client leaves feeling like, the coach doesn't know where they're going and the coach is like, yeah, this client's not listening to me. I don't understand, but they're not listening because you don't understand where they're going and you're trying to take them down a different direction. So how personal does that initial stage have to be then, Jake? I mean, if everybody's got different goals, uh, do we have to do things one-on-one -on -one or what, you know, what's the alternative there? I think you ultimately immediately uh, from an initial standpoint in that nurturing, you have to do things one-on-one. -on -one. Um, you have to identify those things in a one-on-one -on -one setting. Uh, we talk a lot about um, a concept that you created, which is the no sweat consultation, which is uh, a game changer for an affiliate to sit down with someone for 15 minutes and make sure that, um, you know, it's basically like anything in life, you know, you're going to get a briefing about something before you do it. If you have a project at work, you don't just get a project and start doing it with no direction, right? So we want to clarify all the direction, um, outline everyone's expectations and get that person set up. But then after that, 
everybody knows, well, anyone that's listening to this podcast knows that CrossFit's the answer. Um, how we package it and how we modify it and how we scale it to individually suit a single person, absolutely. We can do that in a group environment. We can do that through personal training. Um, there's multiple avenues we can do that, but you have to understand the bigger picture of what, what the client is ultimately looking for first. Yeah. So, you know, to take us down another road, uh, before we started recording, we were talking about being ready. And I think that means knowing what your target audience is going to be. Uh, tell us the football team story, Jake. I know <laughs> a lot of affiliates would love to break into the football market. Yep. So the football market, um, obviously the football market is a tough market because coaches want to coach. Um, and a lot of them already have strength and conditioning programs in place. Uh, we're in a pretty small town. Um, we have three high schools that are within driving distance to us, and we had reached out to them hundreds of times um, saying, hey, we'd love to get you guys in. Uh, we'll bring the team in for a free session. Uh, we'll um, come out to you guys, and we'll do some training with you guys. We'll work on speed and agility. My head coach is extremely passionate about sports performance, speed and agility, and so that's like one of the avenues that we want to pr pursue for him, and so we've dotted our I's, crossed our T's. We continuously reach out to people. We run sports performance camps in the summertime, and you kind of get a very minimal response. We would get good groups in our sports performance camps, but we couldn't secure that big team. Um, and ultimately, it came down to being prepared for an opportunity. Um, when we run a business, you have to be prepared for opportunity. And the head coach of the football team called us one day and said, hey, our weight room closes in two weeks. Is there a way that we could come in and work out with you guys? And we said, absolutely, we'll make it work. And uh, because we had prepared for the opportunity, we already knew what we would train a team like. We already had written programming for a football team. We then met with the head coach. We sat down and, and made it our product. You know, we said, we would love for you guys to come in here and, and train with us. But if you're going to come in here and train, you're going to train our way. And at the end of the week, there was nothing but praise um, from the coach and thanking us for what we've done with the team. You know, we did some things to build teamwork. We obviously broke down some of the big-time core lifts for football, and uh, we ultimately had a lot of fun with them. And the kids loved it. We had a great response with them, and that opened a door. Um, since then, we've trained um, four additional teams, and we have another team already lined up for uh, January. And so since then, we have five teams that have come to us, and it's that word of mouth that – and you kind of break into the, well, well, the football team trained there, so we should probably go train there too. And so it was just being ready for that opportunity and then putting a product out there that they would, um, that they would thrive in. And what kind of uh, you know, communication were you having with the football team while they were training for that first week, Jake? So for the football team, when they trained, we just did, um, I took away two of the training domains because we're or two of the communication domains. We weren't focusing on the email. We weren't focusing on um, the social media with them. Although obviously we capitalize on social media as in utilizing videos and pictures and stuff of the team and boosting them and, and throwing them out there. Um, but the communication with the team was basically um, directed towards the head coach. Uh, we wanted to keep that team being his team uh and then ultimately at the end it was just us communicating to them that we offer additional programs we offer sports performance if um you guys would be interested in coming in at a later date once the season is over um and so just about getting that communication to them and now since then we haven't thrown all those emails away which is something that um you know if i had taken back my first year of being in business and i had every email i 
I'd have a thousand more emails, but, <laughs> um, you know, recording those emails is essential now. And obviously we use uh, email marketing software to make sure that we capture them and then we group them into a sports performance group. So any sports performance communications we have are pushed out to them because they've trained here. Okay, man, it is time finally to talk about email marketing. So Jake, okay. you know, one of the things that you said early on was, um, the process was a bit clunky and you wished that there was uh, software to do it for you. Right, brother. So let's talk about run your gym. What the hell is it? Okay. So, uh, run your gym is basically a product of beating my head against the wall for the last three years and, uh, knowing friends in the industry that have technology solutions and understand the back end of com- computers more than I ever will. <laughs> um, and so run your gym is kind of a product of, automations to seamlessly transfer communication to clients without having to do anything. So we talk about um, immediately for us, uh, I've implemented a lead capture on my website that drops into a sequence of six emails. And so without me having to manually email a single client if they come to my website and they enter an email address they get six emails before they would then i would have to manually intervene with that client i could reach out to them and say hey i noticed that you uh, are interested in a no sweat consultation but you haven't signed up yet is there anything i can do to help um, the response to that has been amazing uh, i've gotten emails based on the automations because again automations here's the scary thing about automations people think automated and they think a robot is emailing me Ultimately, the emails were written by me with personality, with um, with engagement criteria, so that it's not a robot. It's a personalized email to these people, and they realize it, they get it, and they understand it, and they can immediately engage. Okay, because you know, for a lot of us, man, um, we did not get in business to write emails all day long, right? And we're not content marketers. Um, how are you doing this for us if you're not in our gyms? So for so for Run Your Gym, I mean, it's a, everyone knows what needs to be communicated from a CrossFit affiliate standpoint, from a yoga studio, from a martial arts studio, from a, any studio standpoint, gym standpoint. The same messages, we all get the same messages. Why did you come in the gym? I came in the gym because I want to lose weight. I want to feel better. I want to be healthier. I want to get off my medication. Um, I want to be able to run and play with my kids. All the information that comes to us as affiliate owners scattered throughout the world is the same. And so just because the content is personally written from me doesn't mean that it's not transferable to any other affiliate. It doesn't mean that um, it's not the same message that needs to get portrayed, right? It goes back to increasing that awareness, the overall mission, right? What are we trying to achieve? We're trying to improve people's lives. And by improving people's lives, we know that there's a set uh, measure of criteria that needs to go in to make them feel comfortable with that. And so, uh, yes, I definitely was not born as a content writer, but I've, I think I've kind of fell into a situation where, um, as a product of running an affiliate where I I had to figure out what those things were, spend some time, a lot of time, a lot, lot of time. And then, um, for me, it was all about having them in a Dropbox and manually copying and pasting them. And now with run your gym, it's an automated solution where I don't have to manually do it, which saves me tons of time, which means that I am kissing my wife and running with my kids and working out every day. <laughs> well, that wife kissing was getting crowded out by email writing for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly right. Yeah, okay. exactly right. There's nothing, there's nothing better than being an affiliate owner 
coaching six, six classes a day, getting home at nine o'clock after uh, running and picking up your kids and uh, juggling dinner with your wife, getting the kids in bed, and then opening up uh, Gmail to send emails to prospective clients. There's nothing better than that, right? At 10 o'clock. Yeah, at right, right. When you're really on your game. Um, so let's talk about just how big this opportunity is. And one of the tests that I did after you and I spoke was I put a pop-up form on my website, catalystgym.com. And I had never done this before, even though I'd have that had that site for about a decade, because I thought, well, I wouldn't want to see that. you know. And again, this blind spot where I think that every client is exactly like me stop me from helping people who were ready for help. And so the first day that I had this pop up on the site, uh, seven people signed up for my newsletter. I didn't have an automation ready to go. So, you know, Jake, like these people are paying attention. They're just not paying me money yet. You know, um, what are other affiliates doing wrong here? I don't think it's as it's, I guess the matter is what affiliates are doing wrong is that every affiliate owner wants 48 hours in a day, not 24 hours. It's just a matter of, you know, not having the time to do it. I know that there's been times where I've dropped the ball on people that want information from me. Um, and as horrible as that is, and as great a systems as I have in place, there's always going to be that rogue email that comes in and you're like, Oh man, I'll get to that after this class or after that. And so basically, um, Simple automation can take that. The message that you want to communicate to those clients is bang, bang, bang. It's laid out for you. Like we know that someone reaches out, you want to thank them. Like if someone opts into that form on Catalyst's website, you want to say, hey, thank you very much for opting into my newsletter. Look for great communications for us in the future. And then not only do you want to thank them, you want to give them an outlet to continue because you're recognizing them. We say thank you. And then we say, hey, you know, don't wait for the next email. If you want to get registered for a no sweat consultation, if you want to get registered for a free class, if you want to, um, you know, come talk to one of our coaches, click here and get registered. Let's get you in the gym. And then if they don't respond to that, you want to make sure that they get an email two days later. And that email two days later is, Hey, my name is Chris and uh, I've been running Catalyst for a decade. Can you believe it? A decade. And you relate to them and you kind of give them a little bit of your story. A lot of the things that, um, we lack is, as you already mentioned, affiliate owners think that, Hey, they're going to come in here because they want to do CrossFit and, uh, they already know what they want and they already get that. Well, people invest in people more than they invest in a business. Uh, and so your coaching staff is going to be important to them. You're going to be important to them and they want to know who you are and where you came from. And so giving them just a little bit of that glimpse into, Hey, this is me, this is what I'm about. And, uh, you know, I poured my heart and soul into this business and I, and I want you to come in here and check it out and have a great time with us. Then two days after they get that email, they get another email that says, Hey guys, here's some quick tips on some things that you can do at home. And, uh, if after you're doing those things at home, why wait, come and get registered for your next class. Uh, and you continuously engage with them and ultimately, uh, you're in front of them, right? Uh, in the Marine Corps, we use a, a phrase called skylining. You know, if you want to, uh, if you want to get away with things, you can't put yourself on the skyline. Well, we're not trying to get away with anything. We're trying to put ourselves on the skyline. We want people to see us. We want people to engage us. We want them to have us right in front of them, reminding them why they opted into that newsletter. And I think too, uh, you know, people buy. Uh, they don't buy drill bits. This is a common analogy that I use, right? They they don't go into Home Depot because they're buying a deal, drill bit. They're buying a hole in their wall. And um, <laughs> so it's really up to you to teach them how to get that hole there. Um, 
So that's that's something. And the other thing you just mentioned was giving them a few workouts to try at home. So now instead of that barrier of coming into the gym, trying a workout, potentially throwing up or just getting sweaty in front of strangers, uh, you can get people started at home. Where's that idea from, Jake? And how does that help? Well, I think, uh, you know, some of that idea, you know, you could take right out of one or either of the books that you've written. Um, you know, a lot of that is just that abundance mentality, right? Uh, I can send someone stuff to do at home and, and get them in shape. If I do that, that's great. That's phenomenal. Like we're ultimately trying to help people. And so give away as much as you can give away, because ultimately if you continue giving away things, ultimately people are going to be like, wow, this is how I got on this road to success. This is how I got set up. This is how I was able to continue. It's time to go shake this person's hand and meet this person and and start training in their gym. Uh, The other element of communicating with them and giving them stuff to do at home is, uh, and I was horrible at this. Like I have great content that I would send to people, uh, but I would never post it. I would never put it up on my website. I would never put it on a blog post. I would never put that information out there because I all, I ultimately felt protective of it, you know? And that's another thing that, um, you know, putting great content on your website and having blog posts that, that then you can send someone an email and say, Hey, here's the at home workouts that we want you to try. And here's the blog post on our website, um, solidifying you as a subject matter expert in your given area. Uh, that's another great way to increase that engagement, increase that awareness. Okay. So I want to talk about, you know, the psychology of that too. And, uh, if you've read made to stick by Chip and Dan Heath, or you've studied behavioral science as much as I have, you learn that you have to show people that you're moving in the same direction. And, uh, we call that the 20% bonus in, um, two brain business and the ignite gym book. Um, we want people to already be quote unquote doing CrossFit in their living room and, you know, then they feel like, oh, I can do this. I've, I have some experience here. I've already had success before they call us. Um, so, Jake, what what the heck is your Couch to CrossFit program? Okay, so Couch to CrossFit is uh, – I started Couch to CrossFit. We did it last year. Um, and last year I ran it as an entirely free program. I did exactly what I did for Teacher's Week for Couch to CrossFit. Um, we brought people into the gym for a free Saturday session. Um, after they completed the free Saturday session, they had a handout of homework that they were going to do at home throughout the course of the week. And then once they had that handout, the next day, they got an email from me. And that email was, hey, guys, thank you very much for coming in. We really enjoyed having you in here for the session. We hope you learned a ton of things. Don't forget, you have your handout and you have three or four, work- three or four workouts that you're going to do this week at home. You also have a goal-setting worksheet, and uh, last year we put in a goal-setting worksheet, and then we also did some nutritional challenges um, throughout the course of the week. So it was all about taking a little step one week at a time. And so that first little step was, you know, work out three times this week for 10 minutes. That second little step of that was going to be, hey, here's your nutrition challenge for the week. Just do this one day at a time. And then the, obviously the last one was that goal setting. Hey, we just want you to think about some things that you are already doing, that you've already accomplished, how you got here, and what you want to accomplish going forward. Think about those things this week. Thank you very much for coming in. We'll see you next week. Um, in addition to the email, they had some videos of us in the gym demonstrating all the exercises that they would be doing for that workout. Um, and then midweek, they got an update. 
update email. Hey, how's things going? We're looking forward to seeing you in the gym. If you haven't accomplished everything on the list yet, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Just think progress. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Um, they come in for the second session and we did it all over again. And we did it for four consecutive weeks. Um, and I said it was a 100% entirely free program. The goal of the program is to reduce the anxiety, right? People are scared of CrossFit. I don't know why when you look at a picture of a couch and next to it, it says couch to CrossFit. It makes people immediately laugh a little bit and relieves a little bit of tension of like, well, wait a second, if I'm laying on the couch and I can do CrossFit, this seems like the best entry level point for me. It's almost like a pre foundations or a pre on ramp program. That's very interesting, man. So, you know, let's talk about what it takes to put all this stuff together because I hear, oh, there's a demo video and there's this sequence and goal setting and nutrition template. And I'm like, dude, uh, I got to sleep sometime. You know, how do I get all this stuff together, Jake? Yeah, so a couple of the things that we have, um, for one, uh, fortunately, I've already done the program. And so um, we'll throw it right out there. This is uh, the uh, Chris Cooper uh, two brain coaching, uh, run your gym Christmas giveaway that if you want to run the couch to CrossFit program at your affiliate, it is 100% done for you. You can go to runyourgym.com backslash Chris Cooper. And I'm sure that you'll uh, put some notes in there, Chris, for anyone to yep. link to it. Um, and download the entire program. The entire program includes a, uh, launch strategy. It includes all the programming. It includes all the emails that would be sent, uh, from your first wave of emails. I'll just walk through a little bit of what's done in this program. I, I wanted to total it up before we talked about it because it's thousands of words of writing and content and valuable information to make sure that when you turn the key on this program, you don't have to do anything other than drag these files out of a Dropbox and, and put them out there. And we have a solution for that if you don't want to drag and drop either. Um, but the launch strategy basically includes a Facebook post with the you know, a picture that's marketable. Um, we all know the struggle in trying to boost pictures on Facebook. Um, this picture is good to go. You can put it up with the text that's associated with it. You can boost it to a target market and then you can get your name out there. Um, it comes with an email to your coaches. So your coaches are aware of the program. It comes with an email to your members. So your members can spread the word. It comes with an email that you would then send to any leads or any clients that you were past members that you could send to. So it has all the pre-drafted emails, all the pre-drafted content to launch the program. And then once you've launched the program, it comes with all of your uh, PDF handouts. Um, and you could obviously drag and drop your logo on there, brand it as your own gym. Um, comes with all the PDF handouts. It comes with the email that will then be sent to the clients the next day. Um, and then uh, it comes with the actual program for the week. And then once the program runs at cor its course, um, here's another big thing that we haven't even talked about, Chris, is like what happens when someone doesn't come back after the last session? Or um, how do we follow up with past members? How do we re-engage? And I know we've talked about um, a lot with the reboot campaigns and stuff like that about how we get people back in. And so the Calcer CrossFit, obviously, at the very end of the program, in that fourth week of the program, there's going to be an upsell because we want those people to come into that foundations program. Um, and then if they don't immediately come into that foundations program, we still want to reach back out and touch them at a later date and say, hey, guys, um, and re-engage. And so uh, included is kind of on the exit end of that is the reboot strategy for anyone that's left Couch to CrossFit. So you're going to get four weeks of content, the entire launch strategy, and then a couple emails on the tail end there to reboot people if they, if they ultimately don't join. Plus 
the programming. I mean, we're talking about uh, work that's worth, if I were doing it, uh, close to a thousand bucks here, and you're just going to give it away for free. Yep, it's done. It's given away. It's being uh, given away. Merry Christmas. It's uh, <laughs> going to anybody and everybody that wants it. All they have to do is wow. head over and download it. Wow. Thank you, brother. And I'll have links directly in the show notes here if anybody wants to click over. Jake, that's incredibly generous of you. Um, what I want to do now, though, is zoom out a little bit and talk about like the stages of marketing um, because I really want people to appreciate what you're giving them here. So what we teach or what I teach is four stages. Uh, the first is awareness. You know, They've heard of CrossFit or they've heard of you maybe. The second is interest. Um, now they're not paying you money yet, but they're paying attention and they're trying to determine is Jake going to solve my problem? You know, is CrossFit what's going to help with weight loss? And this is where a lot of affiliates are really uh, missing out right now. The third stage is integration. You know, they're coming in and they're trying a class or they're doing a no sweat intro or they're calling or they're emailing. And the fourth stage is retention. Um, also part of marketing, I think. We can use help first, of course, at every stage. But Jake, how do we apply software or any kind of automation um, through that whole spectrum? Yeah, so there's definitely um, a lot of solutions. And um, the first thing that we want to do is that awareness stage. And that's kind of coming in from a, a, a lead opt-in, right? The first two things, right? We're thinking about it. We're not really sure. We want this person to solidify. Um, and so we have some automations put in place with Run Your Gym so that um, they make sure that they get the content. And then obviously, regardless of the introductory strategy that you have in the gym, um, I'm speaking from personal experience, we use the no sweat consultation. Um, that's when they've actually come FaceTime. And when that FaceTime, there's still communication that needs to happen. Um, maybe that person leaves that no sweat consultation and wants um, to schedule but doesn't schedule. And so we still want to reach out to them the next day. And manually, if you have to do all of those tasks, it becomes cumbersome. So there's automations in place to be able to do that. The next step of that is that once they are a paying client, those are the forgotten about people, right? And um, I love it that once people are concerned with getting in the door, getting in the door, now I have a paying client and then they're a paying client and we let them go. And we just expect them to continuously thrive and we expect them to continuously do well. Well, when they do their 50th workout, I want to shake their hand and I want to recognize them in front of the class and say, holy cow, can you believe it? You've done 50 workouts. Um, and I know that most gyms aren't going to have a chalkboard in their office and they're going to be checking it off as clients complete classes. Um, and so that's when some kind of back in management software or automation software is going to do that i will ideally perfect world uh in the run your gym world that person comes in for their 50th class and not only do they get an email that says hey can you believe it you've done 50 classes congratulations it also sends an email to the coach um that'll be coaching that day and says hey chris you're coaching today uh, make sure that when Jake walks in the gym, you shake his hand and you congratulate him in front of the class. You've generated a task based on something that happened, which that's where automations really start to come in and change that marketing experience for the client, right? We're talking about long-term client retention, um, and that's when we can really do that. Uh, those are just like, that's like one little snapshot example of something that an automation could do. And then on the tail end, we talk about once a client is left, right? The cycle is ending unless we keep it alive. Um, clients leave and how many clients left do affiliate owners 
email. I went a year before I emailed any past clients, which to me felt crazy. Um, but I know there's other people out there. Uh, and so how about putting them in something that says, uh, they leave, they fill out a form, they've left the gym and now they're almost opting out of a, the gym form, right? They opted in to get information and now they're opting out because they're canceling their membership. They're canceling their membership for various reasons. It's never preventable, but what we can do is two weeks after they canceled, hey, Chris, I'm, I'm checking in with you. I just want to make sure that everything's going okay. If there's anything I can do to help you, um, you know, let me know. In the meantime, I don't want you to stop training just because you're not training here. Here's those five workouts that you can do at home um, and giving them more information to do that to keep them engaged in the gym. Um, I joke that I train in my dungeon in my basement at home. Um, and so that's another way that I engage with them. I say, look, I, I train in my basement all the time. Um, you can train in a dungeon. Is it as much fun as being in a class? Absolutely not. As it is motivating? Absolutely not. But you can do it. And here's some tips to stay motivated in your basement. You know, there's a lot of ways that we can engage with people once they've left. And then ultimately, um, maybe a month down the road, they're going to get an email that says, hey, why don't you come back in? Let's check out how things are going at home and let's see if we can do anything to help you continue your fitness journey. But if we didn't have that automation, there would probably be no discussion or, or continued uh, conversation at all. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, um, you know, I'll take, uh, I'll take some words of, uh, combat advice here is, uh, what are you going to deal with? You're going to deal with your high profile problems first, right? And right. high profile yep. problems are people coming in the door, not people going out of the door. And so if you have two emails, um, one that you need to send or one that you need to respond to, you're immediately going to do the response email first. And so those past members get forgotten about, um, but re-engaging with them is, is ultimately a key to long-term success because right there, we know that if someone's willing to spend, we've got them through the first couple marketing hurdles, right? They're in the gym, they're paying clients, and then they leave. Well, that's one of our most valuable people right there because we already know that they're willing to train at our gym. They understand the gym. They understand the, the benefits from training here. Now we just need to get them back in. Right. You know, um, when I was just doing personal training, that those little details, those are the kind of things that I would just remember in my head all the time. You know, when the client's birthday was, what they had done on the weekend, how long they'd been coming. And if you look at all my clients who are at the 10-year mark right now, uh, man, I can give you some names. I still remember all that stuff. The challenge is going from one to many, right? And, and when you go from all personal training to the group model, those are the things that slip through the cracks. And so if, if you can automate those things, they don't slip through the cracks anymore. Yeah, it's all about scaling up, right? I know there's a bunch of books that we've – all read about scaling up and, and how you can develop systems and processes and procedures. Um, automations are, are the wave of the future when it comes to being able to scale up. I am a process-driven person. That's I came from the Marine Corps, and then I was in the fire service, and now I run a gym. So um, my coaches will probably laugh when they listen to this and be like, oh, my God, like, close the door, lock this, lock that, turn the thermostat to this. But... Um, I was missing a key element, and that key element was that automation around getting people in the gym, keeping clients happy, nurturing them in the beginning stages of their membership. Um, here's another one, right? Like engaging with people that are happy, right, and knowing when people are upset, right? So at the three-month mark, saying to somebody, hey, are, 
would you be willing to refer a friend to the gym? Um, and they say yes, then we want to get them to refer that person. Um, or if they say no, then we have a problem that needs to be addressed. Like we have a problem, like why wouldn't this person uh, refer someone to the gym? Um, and those automated systems that are going to get Facebook reviews, that are going to get Google Plus reviews, that um, are going to identify any holes in the game for those middle members are, are, are the key to success. And for me, I beat my head against the wall. Like I said, um, I would love to show you a screenshot of my, my Dropbox file of emails. But even with great emails written, I was not able to keep up. And I don't know without having to query a search and say, hey, where's my three-month member? Oh, okay, this person's been here for three months. Oh, what, has this person come for a 1,000 workouts? Yes, they have. Um, and it just is a lot of manual stuff that if a computer can do it, but it still has the personal touch from a from an individual, um, that's the key to, to long-term success and automations and ultimately saving a ton of time. Yeah, let's talk about another huge value here, Jake, and that is awkward conversations. Um, back, yes. back in 2007, man, I did not like asking clients for money, even if they owed me, even if I was going to miss a paycheck. It was still awkward. And so when we signed up for MindBody, the first thing that really drew me to it was it would automatically email them if they were running out of sessions, right? But now that conversation, would you refer a friend? I mean, that's one that a lot of coaches are really hesitant to have. You know, what else? Um, and so that's that's one of them. The other one is uh, how do we like? Wouldn't it be funny if we took a poll of affiliate owners? How many affiliate owners do you think were car salesmen before they opened an affiliate? <laughs> yeah, probably right. None. None. none, none right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so. None of us like selling anything. None of us like asking for anything. Our we are giving people like we're that's our nature. Like we like to give to people. We like to help people. And so when we ask for something, um, we don't feel comfortable. Uh, none of us do. And so um, asking for five star reviews on Facebook, asking for um, five star reviews on Google Plus, asking for a Yelp review, all of those things um, are amazing. You know, uh, but. I do it or I used to, I used to do it every six months or so. I'd be like, Oh yeah, let me send this email out, you know, saying, Hey, thank you guys for training with us. You know, I love you guys. Um, I just ask, you know, one thing every couple months from you, could you leave a review for me on Google plus on Facebook? Well, I would get a couple reviews every single time I would do it, but then seven months would go by and eight months would go by before I did it again. And it was just so much inconsistency there where with an automation, I know that the first thing that's going to happen is this person is going to hit the three-month mark in their membership. And at the three-month mark in their membership, we're going to ask them if they would refer a friend. If they say, yes, I would refer a friend, then we're going to generate a task for a coach. And it's going to say, hey, next time they walk in the gym, ask them who their friend is, thank them, and give them a gift card for 50% off foundations to give to their friend. And that's going to engage that. If they say no, if they say no, I'm not going to refer a friend, then it's going to create that. Well, now that coach, the task that's going to be for that coach is, hey, you need to pull Jake in the office and you need to sit down and you need to talk to him about what's going on with their membership, what they're experiencing. If there's anything that we can do to help them on their road, is there anything that we're missing here that might be pertinent to them? Um, so that's the first step in an automation that's great for like member retention and, and growing the gym. The next step is a month later, we're going to send out a member survey. Hey, scale of one to 10, 
how satisfied are you with your experience at CrossFit Gettysburg? And they're going to click 10. And immediately after they click that 10, the next day, they're going to get an email. Thank you very much. We know that you're super excited about your experience at CrossFit Gettysburg. You gave us a 10 star review in our survey. Please head over to Facebook, Google plus Yelp and leave us a review there so that we can help grow the community and spread the word. If they really, if they leave you a review that would be less than seven, then that's going to generate that manual task again, where we're going to say, hey, we need some manual intervention here. We need a coach to talk to this person because they're unsatisfied with their experience. Um, and so those are some middle of the road automations that I wish had been around in our affiliate since day one, um, but they weren't. Well, I think it takes an outlier like you to see this stuff because um, many of us, you know, me included, we don't even think to ask a client, hey, will you go leave a five-star review? And of course they would. They just don't think of it on their own, right? Yeah, and if they're not willing to leave a five-star review, we we also want to know on the other end, like what's going on, so that we can then improve upon that process or improve upon their experience, so that ultimately they are going to be leaving a five-star review. Yeah, that's perhaps even more important. Amazing to see this stuff happen. Um, so, what do you notice as far as like client feedback, Jake? You've been using this system at CrossFit Gettysburg for a while. You've got a few beta testers out there right now, including our buddy Jamie. Um, what kind of feedback are you getting from clients? Well, I think the the ultimate thing is just um, one of the really cool things that we did, and I know that you've seen it. Um, maybe some other people have seen it thrown out there in the Facebook world. Is a, a simple thing was the birthday cards. Um, I originally was going to handwrite birthday cards and send them to everybody. Um, but you know, we're kind of in a technology age where, you know, a paper card, yeah, it means something, but ultimately it just gets chucked in the trash anyway. So like, let's just do something that's going to give them that same response. And so we got all the coaches in the gym. We took a picture of us all, uh, smiling with birthday hats on and a happy birthday. And that simple card, the responses that I've got from members from sending them a simple happy birthday picture of all the coaches in the gym with birthday hats on, um, some of them will repost it on Facebook and say, this made my day. This was the best birthday card I've ever gotten. Um, And just little things like that. I mean, that's the big response that you're looking for. Like, I don't necessarily... um, know from a other than a consistency standpoint right like consistency is key and consistency helps um and so this system ultimately builds consistency and we know that uh you're not going to forget about a client's birthday you're not going to forget about their hundredth wad um and all of those things from a lead capture standpoint it's been amazing the first day that i got um an email from an audit in response to an automation, I was confused. I was like, who is this person emailing me? I have no idea why they're emailing me, but they're writing to me like I wrote to them. And it took me a minute to read down and realize, oh my gosh, they're writing in reference to the automation that I sent them. And I was like, wow, this really does work. This is amazing. I can't believe it. And and ultimately, I had some annual in- intervention on that one, but it cut down my time in half, which means if I have more time than that carries over to the clients, right? I can have more face time with those clients because I'm not having to do all that back-end business junk. I'm not cluttering the coaches uh, with doing it. One of my head coach, uh, you know, he does not, he's not a big fan of reaching out to clients of that engagement of that salesmanship element. Um, And that's a big part of what we do. And so automating that ultimately makes him a better coach because he's happier. He's not doing something that he doesn't want to do. Right. 
Um, and that's the real tangible um, from a client perspective is you've got happier coaches. They're more engaged with clients. Um, they're getting those little tidbits of information that is just making their experience better. Like they're becoming better. The coaches are, are coaching better um, and everyone's got more time. That's that's the biggest thing is the more time to do other things. Yeah, I want to I want to share a story here. Uh, a week ago, a longtime client uh, took a picture of his Christmas tree, and on the tree was a card that I had sent him in 2009 with a you know a cartoon of our staff. And I haven't sent out Christmas cards for the last two years, but you can bet the second I saw that sucker go up on Facebook, you know I ordered 400 cards and uh, <laughs> told our yeah. staff they were working overtime this weekend. Um, the other story uh, that I think is interesting is this summer, uh, after coaching a 9 a.m. group on a Saturday morning, I walked outside the gym and there was a guy staring in the window. And I immediately recognized this guy as someone who had taken a cycling class, like an indoor, uh, it was like spin from me back in 2006. And I hadn't seen him since. And I, you know, I remembered his name because it has an odd spelling and uh, said, hey, man, you know, what's going on? I haven't seen you for a while. And he's like, well, you know, uh, I haven't been in, but I've been following your newsletter. This guy had been reading my monthly newsletter for nine years before he came wow. back. So imagine now the value. You know, I say that every time I send out a monthly newsletter, it's worth four to $800 in revenue because people click through the links and they sign up for stuff. Imagine how many people there could be slipping through the cracks if I didn't have something in place, right? Are you seeing that, Jake? Yeah, I mean, you're definitely every single time. I mean, you know, part of it, anyone that has any kind of like email marketing software, it's, it's almost like the devil, right? Because you send out that newsletter and then you look how many people click on something. You look how many people open it. You look and you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You know, 400 people open this and are reading this and, and, and then ultimately you look at the conversion that comes from that and it's it's 100% accurate that if you're not putting stuff out there and it's not systematic if it's not um, because you you can guarantee like if you had skipped a month of that newsletter like he would have been like wow where did that go right. what happened to that you know like they're still looking for that and so make making sure there's consistency on the back end of that information constantly going out there um, is, it's guaranteed a lot of people slip through the cracks you'd be naive to say that they don't right and that's I think something that a lot of people are missing they don't know who's on their site they don't know uh, who's quitting they don't know why people quit you know they hear the same stuff over and over my work schedule changed uh, I'm moving and it's not always true right yeah um, it absolutely isn't like just to elaborate on that like yeah. you need to capture that right and so a simple lead capture form just like someone would opt into your list is how they opt out and then you're gonna if that person leaves because they're short on time well then they're gonna get an automated sequence based on being short on time and how they can better manage time so that they can ultimately increase their training absolutely and I think uh, a lot of people think that when a client leaves it's like this breakup right and you have this emotional response but it doesn't mean ever you know that they're leaving forever that they're gone for good it just means that they're gone for now and uh, this is the kind of thing that automation can help with yeah and you hit the nail on the head with like the emotional attachment like all of us get emotionally attached to our clients and we want to see them succeed um, but ultimately, we're not living in their day-to-day -day life, and we're there to support and help them. And so if what we're doing ultimately is is hurting their life in some way, well, we want them to step away from us a little bit. But 
how many of them do we re-engage with? That's like the catch, right? You break up with them, but you always want to reach back out to them and say, hey, we just want to make sure that everything's going okay. Um, and a lot of times, you know, it might be two weeks that they needed away and they were away for two weeks and they realized, hey, I really need to get back. It might be a month, it might be two months, but if you're not continuously reaching out to them, then they're never gonna come back. Right, and you know, other industries have learned this. Uh, I have some clients who uh, run tutoring companies they have follow-up procedures you know um look at facebook facebook now posts on your timeline hey here's an event that happened two years ago um but i think it take a crossfit box owner to recognize the need in the gym industry so jake that's you can you just you know before we sign off here can you spell out what you're giving away one more time in kind of bullet form because it's it's pretty overwhelming like how amazing the scope of this thing is yeah, so I'm going to go through, uh, I'll go through as much of it as I can. It's um, yeah. basically we're giving away an entire Couch to CrossFit program. Um, and so the goal of the Couch to CrossFit program is going to be to eliminate those new clients' anxiety and get people in the door to your gym. Um, you're going to provide a jump start. Obviously, we know this is January and people are going to be jumping into your gym. Uh, you're going to create a motivating environment. And, and build these clients up through a very, very small entry-level program. Um, and so it's a four-week program, and what's included in it is an entire launch strategy. Um, and in the launch strategy, you're gonna get a Facebook advertisement template, which includes the post that you would put on Facebook and the picture. Uh, you're gonna include a client registration email, which is when they ultimately sign up for the program, you're gonna immediately send them back this client registration email saying, hey, thank you very much, here's what you can expect. Um, and then from a marketing standpoint, you're gonna get a current mem member email template, a coaching staff email template, and an email list email template. Um, the session one, packet session two packet session three packet and session four packet are going to include your programming the email template that they're going to get the day after the session and also include the handout that they're going to be getting that's the homework and then with your follow-up packet you're going to get um, two email templates to make sure that you're going to stay engaged with them throughout the process so said and done i don't know how many that is i'm looking at uh i don't know 20 pieces of that's amazing uh, written information uh through emails and Facebook advertising and stuff like that, including the programming. So it's enough to get everything squared away, turnkey operation. Uh, you can launch the program in January if you want. You can launch it in February. You can launch it at any time, but ultimately it's going to be a great program to get people in the door. And we can use the systems we already have, right? Like for now, I can just plug this into Constant Contact or MailChimp tell Run Your Gym is Ready, right? Yeah, you could actually... Um, you could plug it into anything you want to use it. Uh, Run Your Gym has an automation in place. Um, if you guys do want to opt in, and um, there's a small charge to do for Run Your Gym to do the automation, but you can totally take all the content for free, put it in a Dropbox, put it in anything. If you have constant contact, you can put it in there and, and get the information out there. If you want the entire program automated start to finish, um, go to Run Your Gym, download the content, and then you can just opt in and we'll, uh, we'll get it set up with a landing page on your website so that as you're marketing for people, they're going to come right to your website. They're going to enter in their email address and bang, they're going to jump into the automation and be squared away. Unbelievable. Jake, thank you again, brother. Uh, Merry Christmas. And uh, man, I hope you're going to reap what you sow from this. 
<laughs> Thank you very much, Chris. I appreciate it, and uh, Merry Christmas to you. All right. Next, it's Coach's Confessional, where Chris shares his biggest mistakes in the fitness business. Learn from his sins. Here's Chris again with another costly error. Coach's Confessional today is a cognitive bias called functional fixedness, and I've got a link to this in show notes. What it basically means is that I project uh, what I know and what I believe onto all the people around me. This is a really common error. And where it really trips you up in business is that we start to take our own beliefs, uh, including our own budgeting, our stinginess, uh, our values, and we express those onto our clients. And that really limits us. So, for example, a lot of box owners that I speak with are really hesitant to uh, charge what they're actually worth because they think, well, nobody could pay for that. The reality is that they themselves couldn't afford to pay for it, so they limit their access to high-value clients unconsciously. Instead of saying, I want to offer a service that only the 10% at the top of the earning category in my town can afford, they look at the average income in their town, even though they're not trying to attract the average person for an average service. We are selling with CrossFit and uh, you know small group training, personal training, we are looking for a higher than average earning clientele. So the first thing we don't want to do is limit ourselves by projecting what we could afford onto our clients. Don't get in your client's wallet, as my good friend Matt Phillips always says. Stay out of there. The next thing that we do is project what we want onto our clients a lot of the time. And because we are projecting uh, our love of group training onto clients, we think that everybody will want the group. Or because our favorite part of CrossFit is the quote-unquote community, we think that everybody should be exposed to the community first and foremost. What we don't realize is that most people are not coming into this looking for friends. They are looking for exercise. They're looking for weight loss. They are trying to hang that picture on their wall, and that's why they're buying that drill bit. So getting into your client's shoes and getting out of your own head is super, super important. Jake Johnson and his partner Matt Verlack at Run Your Gym have this particular gift of empathy. They're really able to get into clients' brains, see out their eyes, process things the way the clients do. Most of us rely on data collection and feedback and we analyze trends to try and figure out who is our client, what do they want. And I write about that concept of identifying your audience and grooming your audience in Help First. One more story that I share in this episode where, again, that cognitive bias of functional fixedness really tripped me up. I read a lot of websites, and I hate it when I get this pop-up that wants me to enter my name and email address, although I understand that the content producer has to pay for the content somehow, so they're trying to add me to an email list. When I'm getting something great in exchange, I don't mind at all. For example, the Elon Musk series on waitbutwhy.com, I don't mind if this guy emails me because his stuff is so amazing. However, on most sites, I just click the X. I don't want to enter my name and email address. I projected this personal belief onto all of my clients, stupidly, thinking that because I found these little pop-up boxes irritating that they did too not realizing that my clients spend far less time online than I do. When they do go online, they're looking for high-quality content, and they are not averse to giving me their name and email address. So after talking with Jake, I decided to do a little experiment, and I just put a little pop-up box on my gym's website, catalystgym.com. And the box said, hey, if you want more high-quality information on nutrition and training, enter your name and email address. 
the first day I had seven people. These are not seven drive-by strangers who are just, you know, shooting me with a paintball gun. These are people who are already on my site and interested, and for some reason, they haven't pulled the trigger, taken the next step, made the calls, clicked an email. It could be that I haven't made that information easily accessible. So if your phone number and email address don't appear on every page of your website, start with that. But if you don't know how to build a pop-up form or uh, add a form to a landing page on your site or to other pages on your site, go learn how to do that. It's one of the very first things that we teach people um, in the mentoring program. We have videos walking them through it. It's a lot easier than you think. You can probably Google uh, build a form with MailChimp or uh, MailChimp plugin for WordPress and get all the answers you need right there. But the big point here is not how I started collecting the names of people who were already engaged and interested in my content. The big picture here is don't project your values and opinions onto your clients. That is going to force your clients to try and adopt a new lens uh, clients hate change. People hate change in general. And w they also have the same bias. They think that you believe exactly what they believe. I mean, if you polled a lot of my clients about, you know, what's what's Chris's political stripe? What does he believe politically? Um, you'd have people thinking that I am, you know, completely communist, socialist, uh, partially because I'm in Canada. And you'd have people completely on the other end of the spectrum believing that I am the opposite, super conservative. Uh, I won't say what the truth is because it's neither of those uh, extremes, but the point is I'm not forcing my political viewpoint onto my clients or my religious viewpoint or anything else. What I'm doing is giving them a chance to share theirs with me. The more we do this, the better we prepare that audience. The more that we know our audience, the better we can frame our service to be helpful to them. This is what Jake and his partner Matt Verlack have done with Run Your Gym. They're doing a fantastic job. They've got this entire email strategy going. It's working. We're keeping data. They signed up six people in the first 48 hours to their own program at CrossFit Gettysburg. These guys know what we're talking about. The best part is Jake is familiar with the systems that I teach. So if you're a mentoring client, this is especially critical for you to try out. Uh, if you're a front desk client, this program works amazingly well with front desk. And I've said it before, if I were in the States, I would be using front desk for all my transactions. I, the only reason I don't right now is because in Canada, their auto debit is not as easy as mind body is. Enjoy the show. Take the blinders off. Don't project what you feel onto other people. Have a Merry Christmas.